Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. My mom was a research scientist um, and my dad was a pediatrician. My mom was super outdoorsy, loved to be outdoors. I really viewed my dad as being a really good father, being very caring, engaged. They were a great couple for 10 years of knowing each other, and then they sort of degraded. After the divorce, we spent most of our time with my father. As I got older, he became more confrontational with my mother. Just because you don't get along with somebody doesn't insinuate that you want to hurt them. And I never, ever, ever wanted to hurt Uta. He asked me, would it be bad if Uta wasn't around anymore? I was the first one to find her. I drove over. The door was unlocked. I went in. I could hear the water running. I knocked. I came into the bathroom and I found her in the tub underneath the water. The police said this was a, a suicide. Everybody knew it wasn't a suicide. As I thought about my dad's behavior before and after her death, it became more and more apparent to me that he was responsible for killing her. I didn't have a motive to kill Uta, and I don't know that I was the last person to see Uta alive. Johnny did not kill Uta. He cared too much about having his kid's mother in his kid's lives. Pella was a teenager who got swept up in a crusade that was started by others. The evidence is overwhelming. It was this defendant, Johnny Wall, that killed her. My father being put on trial is the culmination of a lot of work. A struggle occurred in Uta's bedroom. Someone else was there. Look carefully at those injuries. It's reasonable that she could have done that to herself. I will be sitting across from him. I'm sure he doesn't have warm feeling towards me. His conviction is incredibly important to me. I'm Susan Spencer. Tonight on 48 Hours, Father and Son. hours listeners know to always expect the unexpected, including when home appliances break down. An American Home Shield warranty can restore your sense of security. It's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, contact American Home Shield and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it. Right now, you could take 20% off. Go to ahs.com slash 48 to save 20%. 
That's ahs.com slash 48 for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts. For coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. American Home Shield, don't worry, be warranty. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24-7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk-free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. September 25th, 2011 was one of the last days of my mom's life. We were up here camping. We loved to get out in the outdoors. My mom was always pushing when we were young, take us out on hikes. The majestic mountains high above Salt Lake City have been a playground for 19-year-old Pella Wall and his family since his childhood. It was a beautiful day. I think the leaves may have been changing, just gorgeous. We have a picture with all of us, you know, the whole group, all together. He treasures that picture from September 2011, the last time he and his mother, Uta von Schwedler, ever would be in these mountains together. I definitely feel that that is a special place. You know, that's one of the last places I was with her. It's beautiful, and so I do feel that there's some sort of, like, special connection uh, up there on the peak. This evening we meet to celebrate the life of Uta von Schwedler. Two years later, Pella, his younger brother and sister, and family friends gathered to celebrate her life. Uta, you are missed by your community, your family, and your friends, but your life and your legacy carries on. Comforting words, but little real consolation, as was clear when Pella read a message from his brother Liam, remembering their mother. One day I was saying, see you soon. And the next day, my world was flipped upside down with the police on my doorstep. No one knew if it was a suicide, an accidental death, or a homicide. For a very long time, I, I just could not process it. It was really traumatizing. One person not on hand to recall those dark days, Uta's ex-husband and father of their children, Johnny Wall. When I was very small, we actually lived in Malibu, right next to the walls. Klaus Fiebig is Johnny Wall's childhood friend. Is it stretching a point to say that he was like a brother to you? No. We really became tight. Years later, while in grad school, Klaus introduced Johnny to Uta, who had moved to California from her home in Germany to study biology. And it clicked with them, and they became a couple. And I thought, what a wonderful thing, where you have two good friends, and you introduce them, and it works. And it did work, at least for a while. Five years after they married in California, the couple moved here to Salt Lake City, one-year-old Pella in tow. Both Johnny and Uta had jobs at the University of Utah Medical Center. He is a resident in pediatrics, and she as a research scientist studying HIV. One of her papers had been actually recognized as one of the most, I think it was the 30 most prominent HIV papers in the last 30 years. Almost this entire lab is focused on different aspects of HIV it's, research. 
Biomedical researchers Heidi Schubert and Orly Arden met Uta during her early days in the lab. We had this chemistry, you know, she looked at me, I looked at her, and that's it, we, we were friends. She was passionate about learning a lot of stuff and just being involved. She was always like calling you up, hey, do you want to go to the reading of that play? Do you want to go to the dance yeah. performance? Do you want to go to the concert? But her true passion was her four kids. Two have asked not to appear on camera. She was a combination of a soccer mom and a walking mom. She would run from the lab home on her bike, get into the car, drive the kids to a soccer game, run back, take another kid to wherever they needed. Dr. Wall was busy as well, building his practice as an extremely well-liked and well-respected pediatrician. And he was a fabulous pediatrician. His patients loved him. Wendy Wall, Johnny's older sister, remembers how excited her brother was to be a father. I think nothing in his life made him happier than being a dad. He's someone who just loves kids. It was, on the surface, a perfect family. Beneath the surface, it was a very different story. I think there were a lot of issues, um, a lot having to do with us children. I know that all the kids struggled with their mother. I mean, Uta was a lovely person, but she could be really awful at times, too. Your father alleged that she was physically abusing the children. She had disciplined us from time to time. I had been hit when I was younger, but it was something that was when I was very young, um, but not something that continued. I think Uta is somebody who very much loved her children, but I also think she really, really wrestled with maternal responsibilities and with being a mom. In fact, years later, Uta would end up in family court several times, once accused of actually biting her youngest son. How the story goes, I suppose, is that my brother Liam was on top of the, her car and she, my mother was trying to get him down and somehow she had bitten him. Uta always denied it, but did go for court-ordered counseling. But the marriage was in trouble long before that. Johnny told us that Uta was having an affair. She was having an affair with another scientist in Germany. Um, and he was obviously very upset about this. The question of this affair was something that my dad did bring up regularly. I think that was very, very tough for Johnny. And it only got worse when in 2006, Uta ended the marriage, leaving behind her four children, ages five to 12. Ultimately, Uta walked out. She had an affair with somebody else and she walked out on Johnny and her kids. I recall being told that she was moving out and being very upset by it. Mm -hmm. um, but I do very distinctly remember thinking that it was not for the worse. That, th that they were splitting up. They tried to work out a flexible custody plan with the kids living with their father most of the time. It didn't work, and rising tensions soon became the backdrop to tragedy. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Don't waste time on apps that don't work. Babbel's conversation-based teaching prepares you for real-life situations. 
And studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash truecrime. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash truecrime, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash truecrime. Rules and restrictions may apply. I've always considered myself a happy person. Of course, ups and downs, you know, it's hard times, it's happy times. But I'd say on the whole, I'm, I'm very happy. A real achievement for Pella Wall, given his family history. A perfect storm of abuse charges, family fights, and finally, divorce. My defense mechanism for myself is looking at everything as dispassionately as I can, so not trying to get super emotionally involved. Apparently it worked. Despite his volatile home life, Pella excelled in school. I got a 4.0 GPA, so I had all A's, and I was awarded academic all-state for soccer. It wasn't easy, with mom and dad living in separate homes. After the divorce, we spent most of our time with my father. It was probably a couple times a week switching between houses, which was very stressful. It's something that we hated doing. None of us wanted to do it. But it sounds, on the other hand, as if they were struggling to do something that was fair. My dad very much wanted us to spend time with my mom, which was very good. But Dr. Wall's goodwill didn't last very long. As he became more confrontational with my mother, I think I really... I viewed him less and less as a good father. He was frustrated with Uda. Sometimes she would, supposed to take the kids for a weekend or something, and she would make other plans and drop them at his doorstep. Even the family's history became a major source of dispute. I don't quite understand how the scrapbooks became so contentious. The scrapbooks were something that my mom very much cared about. The scrapbooks were filled with photos that Johnny had taken. Johnny was the family photographer, and they were organized by Uta. She would stay up late and just put everything in order and try to remember and write everything down. So these scrapbooks really meant something. They were in the original um, divorce document. My dad used those scrapbooks to control her. So I'm not going to give you the passports unless you let me have the scrapbooks, or I'm not going to give the scrapbooks back until you give me the passports, or that kind of thing. That's very odd. It's very odd. It's, <laughs> it's not normal. Their battle lasted more than five years, during which time Johnny Wall remarried and divorced again. His second wife had also left him, and he was blaming it all on Uta. It might have been the end of 2010 that he was giving her the year's warning and he was going to move away and take the kids. It was also in 2010 that Nils Abramson, a local therapist and social worker, began a relationship with Uta. She had a very brisk kind of walk and always smiling. You know, she had the 10 different colored watch straps so they could match her socks. Nils said Uta enjoyed life to the fullest and wasn't shy about speaking her mind. She would tell a stranger, you need to put sunscreen on, you know. (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) It's like, I mean, it's not offensive, but it's it's getting into somebody's business you don't really need to. And Neil says he saw firsthand the lengths to which Johnny Wall would go to provoke his ex-wife. At one point, he shut off his home phone. After that, she said, I'll buy the kids' phones. So she bought the service for all the kids. And then he would try to interrupt that, too. In his life, the center was, what can I do to hurt Uta more than what can I do to help my kids? But in those last months, friends say Uta was getting her life together, just as Johnny was losing control of his. The household was terrible. What do you mean terrible? He didn't have the heat on. Everything was messy. It looked like uh, somebody... A homeless person sleeping almost. Really? It was that bad? You're not exaggerating? No, it was very, very bad. That was when I really realized, wow, this is getting very crazy. In early 2011, Uta had had it and went to court, hoping to win primary custody of her children. They were pretty much hostages in this battle, and I think it got to a point in which the kids had to be taken out, and she was aware that she needs to do that. 
Finally, in September, an agreement was reached to review the children's custody arrangement. So she thought that there was going to be a change here. I think that she yeah. thought she was pretty sure that things would change. Unfortunately, she was right. Five days later, everything changed. On Tuesday, September 27, 2011, the kids were staying with Johnny, and Nils and Uta looked forward to a quiet evening alone. I went in like I normally would and heard the water running, tapped on the door and said hello, hello, and opened the door, and there she was underwater. And, you know, I grabbed her arm, pulled her out of the water partway, and but as soon as I lifted her up, she was stiff, and I knew. You didn't have any doubt. I knew she was dead. The street where Uta von Schwedler lived is quiet now, but it was teeming that night with Salt Lake City police, homicide detectives, crime scene investigators, and the local media, all with one basic question. How is it possible that a bright, vivacious, very fit 49-year-old woman could drown in her own bathtub? I thought she might have slipped it in her head. Investigators found no sign of a break-in and no valuables missing from the house. What they did find in the tub of cold water, along with Uta's body, was a kitchen knife and, oddly, one of those treasured photo albums, evidence that seemed to hint at suicide. You know, when they suggested that, I was blown away. I mean... As far as you're concerned, this is impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Completely impossible. Nils told police there was another explanation that made a lot more sense. I told him everything that, you know, that I had done and that I knew about. It's like, did she have any enemies? It's like, well, yes, probably her ex-husband. That very night, investigators picked up 47-year-old Johnny Wall for questioning. Johnny was awakened in the middle of the night, dragged out of bed, hauled down to the police station told by police detectives that his wife was dead, his ex-wife was dead, and then interrogated for four hours. Dr. Wall appeared shocked and overwhelmed. You're telling I'm me trying I to be think, honest, as you guys are accusing me of something really horrendous. I, it is really horrendous. Somebody died. Somebody's not here anymore. Yeah, and I can't grieve. Because you're yelling at me. Johnny Wall waived his rights to an attorney during the police interrogation, but later hired Fred Meadows as his defense lawyer. Partway through the interview, Johnny makes a statement, I was asleep, and then it's like a light goes on with these two cops. They start in with the, well, we have a witness who saw you there. And that was a total lie. Don't you think I would remember it if I went over to her house? Apparently not. You don't remember a lot of things. Johnny's memory seemed fuzzy, and detectives were frustrated. Did you go over to Uta's house between Thursday and the time that you picked the kids up? I don't remember. Are you kidding? How did you pass grades? The following morning, my dad walks in, trailed by my three siblings, and then he told me um, that my mother was dead and that he was a suspect. Stunned by the news himself, he could hardly believe his father's reaction. It was out of control. He essentially started acting like an infant. You know, he's laying on my bed in the fetal position, crying, saying, you know, I want my mommy, having us, like, comfort him. You know, a whole lot of things about, you know, is this a dream? I just want to wake up. Am I a monster? Could I have done this? A traumatized Dr. Wall checked himself into a psychiatric hospital, leaving his son to answer those questions. I was absolutely 100% convinced that he was responsible for my mother's death. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now.
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The medical examiner's report on Uta's death, six weeks in the making, gave the cause as drowning, but left undetermined how she drowned. Johnny Wall had his own theory. Did he tell you that this was suicide? He did. I think a couple times at the dinner table it came up, um, and he basically said that, that your mom chose to leave you, that it was a choice that she had committed suicide. Pella wasn't buying it. So I thought about my dad's behavior before and after her death. It became more and more apparent to me that that he was responsible for killing her. Several aspects of the case baffled investigators. Uta had superficial knife wounds on her leg and one wrist. And she also had a high level of the anti-anxiety medication Xanax in her system. Did she ever take antidepressants? No. Did she ever take anti-anxiety medica- medication? No, I mean, she, she used recreation and exercise as her mental health drug. She was at about twice a therapeutic level. It's clearly enough to make her drowsy, maybe render her unconscious. Mm-hmm. And if she's trying to get into a bathtub, it's not that hard to drown. But police grew more suspicious of Dr. Wall when it was learned that just months before Uta's death, he'd written a Xanax prescription for his mother. The mother had said she didn't recall receiving it. Then when they talked to the dad later, dad said, yeah, we got it. And I got rid of it. The time of Uta's death was put at some time after 10.30 Monday night, September 26th. As for what Johnny Wall was doing early the next morning... The whole time that I was awake and home before I went to school, he was not home. And that was unusual? That was unusual. Johnny did turn up that morning just in time to drive his younger children to school. And then at 8.30 a.m., he had his car washed as seen on this security tape. From what I've read, at least, he didn't strike me as somebody who was particularly meticulous. He was about some things. That afternoon, before his mother was found, Pella noticed something odd about his dad. He had this terrible scratch, you know, blood on on the side of his eye. I mean, this was a a serious eye injury? It it was a serious eye injury. Uh, He said that he had been sleeping on the porch the night before and that Molly, our dog, accidentally scratched him in the eye. Was that something that he did very often? This whole sleeping on the porch thing was not something I ever saw him do. Including that night? Including that night. If Pella's fears were true, that his father killed his mother, then he and his siblings were now living with a murderer. Part of the reason I was concerned for my safety as well as my sibling's safety was that I saw this anger that he had towards my mother. It didn't die with her. It jumped and expanded. And you really didn't feel safe. I really didn't feel safe. This This was not a superficial concern. This is, I might die. But Salt Lake authorities made no effort to remove the children from Johnny Wall's care. And the police investigation stalled. For a long time, I was just hoping that the police would make the arrest and that once the arrest was made, then everything could move forward, the kids would be safe, Mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. And so in January 2012, one day before his 18th birthday, Pella Wall packed his bags and moved out of his father's house, leaving his siblings behind. I realized that my presence there was not protecting my siblings. And once I had that realization and I moved out, then I could take active steps to protect them. And your father's reaction to this was? Nothing positive, not a positive (laughs) reaction. Uh, He's extremely upset. He sought refuge with the family of his best friend, 
Jessica Oglesby, whose parents, Amy and John, already had six kids. You know what, Pella, let's just do a seasoning on top. And yet welcomed Pella with open arms. He didn't have the support necessary to help him do what he really wanted to do. Which was? Was to have the children remove, removed from their father's care. And he asked for my help, and I helped him. Pella then turned to the courts, beginning a vicious tug of war over custody of his siblings, and eventually winning. So they were removed from my dad's care, and they lived with a series of essentially family friends. A victory for Pella, but the war was far from over. His dad sued him for those treasured scrapbooks, whereupon Pella fought back with a wrongful death suit, holding his father responsible for his mother's death. Describe your relationship with Ute. That meant Pella's lawyers could question Johnny Wall directly and under oath. Have you ever told anyone that you would be better off if Ute was dead? No, that wouldn't be true. When questioned by police just hours after Uta's death, Johnny's memory had seemed to fail him. But don't you think I would remember it if I went over to her house? Apparently not. You don't remember a lot of things. But 18 months later, in a deposition for Pella's suit, it was much better. I don't know why she was there. I think she was probably looking for something. He now told an elaborate story about discovering Uta in his house in the early morning hours of the day she died. Can you tell me what was in your house that Uta may have wanted? An old bag of coffee. Coffee she, bags? Well, coffee bags because she had told him previously that she had put some substance in, one, in the coffee that caused his second ex-wife to have a miscarriage. Run that by me again? Yeah, and, and <laughs> I don't know why he said that. That's what he said in the deposition. And, that's, and, and again, that was speculation on his part. Problem is, the miscarriages were in 2008, three years before Uta died. And Johnny's then wife said she never even drank coffee when she was pregnant. There were a whole lot of new stories that we hadn't heard, contradictory statements, newfound tales that he's spinning in front of me. DNA results from the crime scene, including from under one of Uta's fingernails, didn't clarify things, showing only a positive match to a male in the Wall family. So your contention is that this DNA is absolutely meaningless? It's meaningless. Johnny has the same DNA as his two sons. But with the knife wounds, the Xanax, and Johnny's own words, investigators felt they had a solid case. And on April 25, 2013, more than a year and a half after Uta was found dead in her bathtub, Johnny Wall was arrested and charged with her murder. So what was it like then when finally, after all this time, he was actually charged? Exhilarating, a real huge relief. I couldn't believe that it had happened. I felt devastated. I think we all did. It was just, it was, um, it was an incredible tragedy. On February 18th, 2015, the doctor, now the defendant, would stand trial. Ladies and gentlemen, there is only one person who did this to Von Schwedler, the defendant. Ladies and gentlemen, the evidence is going to show that those knife wounds were self-inflicted, that the Xanax was most likely voluntarily injected. And without those facts, it's clear the death was not a homicide. Soon a jury will decide how Uta von Schwedler really died. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. His campaign to see his father tried for murder has cost Pella Wall emotionally and financially. It's essentially my entire inheritance from my mother. He says he has no regrets. But his Aunt Wendy, Johnny's sister, regrets everything he's done. I think that Johnny felt devastated, you know, when Pella, in some ways you could say, turned on him, I suppose. Everybody in our family, Johnny included, still very much loves Pella. And I think that we're all trying to remember that he's gone through incredible trauma. The culmination of Pella's efforts, the murder trial of his father. Well, Mr. Jansen, are you ready to call your first witness? Yes, Your Honor. Leads off with testimony from the man who made the grisly discovery of Uta's body. The state would call Nils Abramson. Her boyfriend, Nils Abramson, told prosecutor Matthew Jansen what else he found. This is Alana's personal scrapbook album. You indicated that this photo album was in the tub? In the tub, yes. It was floating by her feet by the cold water shutoff. This was a long time in coming. What was your general state of mind when the trial began? Apprehensive, but completely ready. Nils' cross-examination was rough. Uh, I don't remember. As defense attorney Fred Meadows zeroed in on him as a possible suspect. Did you turn the body? I don't recall. Let me have you read the beginning with the fire department. Does that refresh your recollection as to what you said to Wilkinson? Now? Yes, it does. And did you in fact tell him that you rolled the body? It says right there I did. It was implied that you might be a murderer. I knew that would come up. I wasn't sure it would come up the way it did, but I misspoke in my first statement. To clear up any confusion, the prosecutor asked Nils one simple question. Did you kill Utevan Swetler? No. Pella, now 21, was a prosecution witness, but the judge gave him special permission to sit through all the testimony. Uh, Mr. Wall, if you want to come forward and be sworn, please raise your right hand. He'd waited more than three years for this day. Did you approach the stand thinking, I am not going to look at him, or I'm going to look right at him? I knew that I'd look at, at my dad at some point on the stand, but I think most of what I was focusing my attention on was talking to the jury. So I was in my bedroom getting my stuff, getting ready to go, and my dad came in trailed by my three younger siblings. They were all kind of like crying, obviously very distraught, very upset. And my dad said, Uta's dead, and they think I did it. Pella told the jury about his father's bizarre behavior. And so he was kind of just babbling and rambling, but he was saying things along the lines of, am I a monster? What if I did it and I don't remember? I think he also said, I want my mom or I want my mommy at one point. All right, to the jury. Defense attorney Meadows, treading lightly, find my notes, suggested Pella didn't really know much about his parents' relationship or why they fought. I feel like I heard about the divorce decree quite a bit. Um, I don't know that I actually read it myself. The bottom line is you really don't know, in terms of what the court had ordered, what your dad was entitled to with those. At the time or now? At the time. I may have known that they were shared property. I may have known that. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, though. You may be seated. With a circumstantial case and no direct evidence against Dr. Wall, the trial soon became that is an impact. a battle of expert witnesses. There's 15 different patterns all together. The majority of them are on the top side. First thing I'm do Prosecution is blood expert Rod Englert. This comforter is consistent with a violent struggle. There's some violence going on. There's a struggle more than one person. Englert told the jury that Uta fought desperately to live, despite high levels of Xanax in her system. Uta rallied and was fighting back. In the bathroom? In the bathroom. 
She stopped fighting when the Xanax kicked in, prosecutors believe, theorizing that it was injected by Dr. Wall, who crushed the pills and mixed them with alcohol. Ridiculous, says the defense, Uta took the Xanax herself, and the bloodstains don't contradict that. Could they tell you if someone rallied after being unconscious or unalert? No. Defense expert Anita Zanin. Could you conclude, conclusively determine whether or not there was a struggle there? I could not. There's some movement, but what caused it, whether it was one person, two people, ten people, I can't answer that. Another defense expert, forensic pathologist Judy Melnick, said the knife wounds on Uta's leg and wrist do tell a story. None of these wounds are fatal. They're all superficial. The fact that the knife is underneath her in my opinion, makes it more likely that it's self-inflicted. She also had a theory as to why one of Uta's precious photo albums would be found with her. There's a much-loved photo album in the bathtub. People who self-injure or commit suicide will often have mementos next to them. But when prosecutor Anna Rossi suggested that the crime scene was staged to look like a suicide... I want to talk about some of the questions that you had. Things got heated. If someone came in there with the intent to murder her and make it look like a suicide, they're not going to stab her there, correct? She's a tough person. I don't see any injuries on her body that suggest that someone restrained her in order to inject her. And even if they did, she still got multiple minutes where she could fight them off. Your Honor, again, I'm going to... It doesn't make sense. Johnny Wall did not testify, but his own words... I'm assuming... I don't know. On tape when questioned by police were powerful evidence against him. I'm asking you a very simple question. I know. I mean, you drive from your house to Uta's house between Thursday and Monday. I don't remember. So what did you make of that? I think it was suspicious. He was evading questions. What traumatic incident could have happened between Thursday and Monday? I don't that, that, know. That did happen. You don't know. Trying to basically create a scenario that he could wiggle out of. The defense argued Dr. Wall's memory lapses were natural. You're selectively not saying that. Given that detectives bullied and lied to him for hours. You think this is our first rodeo? The reason why you don't want to remember is because you killed her. And we will prove it. How can you say that? We will prove it. I didn't do it. The prosecution's final witness. Morning. Dr. Marcella Fierro, who said, based on the medical and psychological history, Uta had no reason to kill herself. This is an organized professional woman, okay? She has four kids, which is enough to drive anybody nuts, but she's not nuts, all right? And yes, several years ago, she was upset and she was depressed because she had a pending divorce. That, my friends, is normal. That is not mental illness. With only closing arguments remaining, that issue, Uta's state of mind, may be a major factor when the jury decides the doctor's fate. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Is the state prepared to proceed with closing argument? State is ready. All right, go ahead. Four weeks of testimony has come down to two questions. Did Johnny Wall kill Uta von Schwedler? Or did Uta kill herself?
What was your state of mind? How did you feel it had gone? I felt good. At one point, I was, I was scared it was going too well. You know, I was afraid something bad was going to happen. As you've already heard many times, Uta von Schwedler was found dead in her bungalow home. This was no suicide. Uta was murdered. It makes no sense to say these are defensive injuries. The locations are consistent with them being self-imposed. Defense attorney Fred Meadows also attacked the testimony of the state's expert witness, Dr. Marcella Fierro. She's small and she's thin. Who testified that Xanax would have rendered Uta unconscious. I think she used the expression that it was like she would be hit by a board or, or knocked out, something to that effect. Well, if she's unconscious, how do those handprints show up on the wall? They can't. If she's struggling and fighting, why don't we have more than just the handprints? Just because Dr. Marcella Fierro thinks something happened doesn't mean it did. Dr. Fierro didn't say that she got hit by a board when that Xanax was administered. She said that she was hit by a brick wall. And I'll contend that's a Johnny Brickman wall that hit her and hit her hard. I expect Johnny to be vindicated. I believe that Johnny will be found innocent. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the case is now concluded. And what remains is for you to deliberate and decide the verdict in this case. For you to prevail, basically the jury has to believe his story on about five different subjects. If they doubt any one of them, it sort of falls apart. No, that's not true. You got to remember, we don't have to prove anything. Right. The state has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he committed it. We're told that deliberations could go well past five o'clock tonight. In fact, the jury deliberated until almost nine, and then a verdict. We got up, we started yelling around the house, we have verdict, we have verdict, let's go, let's get our stuff on. I got the text and I was out the door like a bullet. In the packed courtroom, members of one family hope for two very different outcomes. Uh, Dr. Wall, would you and your counsel please rise? The verdict will now be read. State of Utah versus Johnny Brickman Wall. We, the jurors in the above case, find the defendant, Johnny Brickman Wall, as follows. Count one, criminal homicide murder, guilty. On one side, warm embraces and tears of joy. On the other, shock and disbelief. For Johnny Wall, no obvious emotion at all. As soon as that word was read, there was just this release of breath, just right? It was just like this huge weight had just dropped off. A lot of relief, a lot of happiness. People are going to hear the word happiness, and it's going to be a little jarring, yeah. you know, because this is such a wrenching experience for anyone to have had to have gone through. Happiness in the sense of, of, of safety. We can put this stage of our life behind us. But no verdict can fill the void. I dearly miss Uta's bright and engaging. Engaging smile. In a written statement, Johnny Wall's family said this verdict will not bring Uta back. Now, to that tragedy has been added the conviction of an innocent man. I think on some level he really does believe that, that he's innocent and at this point that he was wrongly convicted. Pella has his conviction. He would like a confession. You don't expect that you'll ever be in a situation where you'll be able to talk to him and just say, what were you thinking? Why did this happen? You know. I mean, I expect that I will talk to him um, once he's in prison. I mean, I think I can ask him the questions, but I don't expect that he'll answer. He'll just, you know, shake his head and basically maintain the, the victim stance that, that he's always maintained. But you do think you'll talk to him again? Yeah, I think I will. In the name of thy son, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Okay, guys. Today, Pella and his younger siblings consider the Oglesby's their family. And here we go, one, two, three. Although the memories of their mother, Uta, are as enduring as the mountains she loved. I think she really enjoyed being up here, being outside in the fresh air. How do you want people to remember her? I just want people to remember 
her as a person, as a real person. And I think that the real Uta, my real mom, that's who I want to remember, and that's who I want other people to remember. With the curly red hair? Curly red hair. <laughs> Three months after the murder trial, Uta von Schwedler's family and friends were reunited in a Salt Lake City courtroom at the sentencing hearing for her ex-husband and convicted killer, Johnny Wall. Oldest son, Pella Wall, was there front and center and witnessed his father enter the courtroom dressed in prison blues, handcuffs, and leg shackles. So please step forward and tell me anything you'd like me to consider in making my sentencing decision today. Pella told the crowded courtroom how his father's fatal decision had caused so much damage. The fact that my father clearly premeditated my own mother's murder, making the incomprehensible judgment that she was not fit to live, is something I will have to carry for the rest of my life. Then, Johnny Wall, the former pediatrician, finally would break his silence with a message for his children. I can no longer assist them and support them in achieving their hopes and dreams, nor can I comfort them in their times of need. I can only hope that they know how much I love them unconditionally, absolutely. And he emphatically denied any involvement in his ex-wife's death. I did not kill Uta. I am innocent of this crime. As for my future, it is my intent to exercise my right to appeal and I will continue to fight this wrongful conviction. We, the jurors, in the above case, find the defendant. The jury had recommended Wall serve a sentence of 15 years to life for Uta's murder, and the judge agreed. What the jury found was a chilling and despicable crime. Uh, this is a sad day, and it's uh, with a heavy heart that I impose this sentence. Pella now can begin a new chapter in his life, like his father, he plans to be a physician. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at paramountshop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at paramountshop.com. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus.